Specialty Coffee Talk, the show where we talk high-quality coffee in a low-quality way so you can learn to love it and learn more about it. I'm your host, Philip, and with me is your co-host, well, I'm your co-host, Philip, and with me is your co-host, Eric. Hello, everybody. It's so good to be with you today. Philip, thank you for letting me join you. Absolutely. Now, we are just having a good old time. We're drinking lots of coffee right now. Um, so much. So let's talk about let's talk about the coffee that we're drinking. Let's get into that. You right now, what are you drinking? So I'm actually I just took a sip of a Peru from uh, Augie's, which was pretty good. It's a little old now, but we actually used it as a cold brew, which you can find available at Higher Grounds Coffee uh, establishment. I actually ran out today. You can no longer. It's gone. <laughs> Five gallons of cold brew are gone. It's gone. Okay, never mind. You can't find it there. But if you would like to order some, you just uh, hit us up on the uh, the little DM there, and uh, either on Bowtie Coffee, which is a quite inactive Instagram, or on Specialty Coffee Talk, which is a slightly more active, and uh, we'll get you some bottled cold brew. If you would uh, like that kind of thing. If you want to try it out. So you had the Peru. Um, last week, you and I hung out. We went and we got a little bit of a Burundi Long Miles project, actually, which was very exciting. We were very excited about that. We haven't been able to try one. It was real good. I think I actually have like 20 grams left that I can use to make a good iced pour over, most likely. Um, but we also got an Ethiopian, of course, a Guji from uh, Methodical. Mm. We were at the Combine Kitchen. Over there at Combine Kitchen, this is in uh, Rancho Cucamonga, California. And uh, Combine Kitchen, they actually, they they're, they do multi-roaster and uh, rotate. And so they had Methodical, which we hadn't tried before. Uh, Philip, what do you think of that Guji? That was, it was real good. It was a natural processed Guji. Um, and it wasn't quite as like those naturals are usually more bursty and this one was more, I, th- I thought it was more like it was, it was more akin to a wash. It was kind of like a little more complex, right? It wasn't as popping as you'd expect yeah. from a natural. Yeah. It didn't punch you as much, but it was definitely, it definitely had some complex flavor. Mm-hmm. I think early on in like the, how, how old was it? Do you remember? When we got it, it was five days. I think earlier on, like in that five-day range, it was more punchy. And as it aged out, it got more complex. And then we also had that Burundi, which was, if you guys go check out the uh, episode a few back, the Long Miles Project, we did an interview with Ben and Christy. Um, So we actually just happened. We were cruising around for Philip's birthday, of course, when he has a birthday. Happy birthday, Philip. When he has a birthday, of course, I... uh, take him out on a coffee crawl because that's what normal human beings do and we went and the last place we ended up was just was like our fifth or sixth shop in orange county um was bad coffee it's one of our favorites uh they just always treat us really well really friendly and their coffee tastes good so there you go and multi-roaster as well and they're multi-roaster and so they they rotate through we were hoping to get a bag of a ruby uh roasters that they have there because we had a good experience with that and ended up stumbling upon one by King State, King State, King State yeah. out of Florida. And they had actually roasted some beans sourced from Long Miles. 
And so that was just insane. We couldn't believe. We're like, wow, we talked to these people. Now their beans are here. And they got shipped over to the U.S. And the guy in Florida roasted them and then sent them to the West Coast. And then we get to try. We were just blown away. And uh, it was actually really, really tasty. They were really good. Um, so notes probably more like that. Uh, it had this very, like, jammy, delicious, like, blackberry flavor and then um it was it had like some of that like the the sweetness was like that sugar cane Mm -hmm. and then it was kind of light like the body right yeah and then it had a real like a real it was a washed coffee so it had a real plum skin it was like Mm -hmm. like the skin of a a stone fruit with that sourness was in there Mm -hmm. a lot a little bit of apple not because it was under extracted but because it was in there i just want to point that out it was bomb (laughs) it was good yeah it was really good and it was really good iced Mm-hmm. It was good hot too, but the, the iced was like, oof, that was bomb. Uh, and then I also had. <laughs> I keep saying bomb. I got to stop. Sorry. I also had coffee from, uh, oh, where is it from? From Arcade. Um, and it was an Ethiopia Hyundai Hundi Uli Oli. Oh, that one we got really right good. after that interview with, with uh, Shane yeah. from a couple weeks ago. That one was really great as well. And he had, that was his last bag he had roasted, and that stuff was incredible. Very good. Yeah. So we've been drinking lots of good quality coffee. High quality coffee. High quality coffee. Recording in a little Really delicious. Um, so that's the stuff we've been drinking. We've also been trying our hand at uh, roasting a little bit. Yeah, a little roasting. So I picked up a few pounds of a Honduras honey process and a pound of a Colombia washed and then a pound of an Ethiopia. I think it was Gucci. Yeah. And we didn't have good luck with our our first roast, Philip, our Gucci roast. It came out too earthy. And I don't know exactly why that was because i roasted it and so i think i think that i pushed it too hard at the end so um that the outside got too uh too how would you say roasted (laughs) and so it's imparting it's imparting more bitterness to the coffee than i wanted yeah and i really i don't know enough about roasting yet to help which is very sad well, yeah, that's why we're trying to. But uh, we're just experimenting. So one of the most recent experiments we um, I tried last night. I actually roasted some. Uh, my friend for Christmas, Landon, has been on the show. Um, he actually got me three pounds of a Rwanda, and so I actually roasted some Rwanda um, last night, which is a wash. Was actually I think turned out really well. I'm gonna try it uh, Sunday. And which is so it'll be like three days after roasting. Have you tried that Honduras subsequently? Because you roasted the Honduras I as well. And the, when I made it Sunday, it was really good. It was good. And I think it's really solid. Um, I haven't gotten good flavors out of it iced, but I have hot. And I don't know exactly how the, you know, obviously the extraction and the, because the amount of water you're putting through the beans, even though it's diluting and it's, I, the whole extraction with iced coffee is still not completely understandable to me. And that's probably because I'm a moron. Because of the amount of water you're putting through? Yeah, because the amount of water you're putting through, so the extraction isn't the same. Like, it's not a quality extraction still. But you need to cool it down. So you use the ice so that dilutes it. So what you do instead, you don't put as much ice through. Oh, ice. You don't put as much. 
put ice through your coffee. Uh, you don't put as much water through. And then the ice comp- you know, dilutes uh, as it melts. But that ice is not in contact with the bean. So the bean is still not being extracted properly. The bean's still only getting 250 grams of water over it or 300 grams of water as opposed to the usual 400. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're compensating that 100 grams that you would usually pour through in the ice that you put under that melts mm-hmm. and gets it cold. So I don't, like, I'm I'm still not quite, I, I'm dumb. I need help. I don't think that's what it is. I need help. I don't <laughs> quite understand. There's there's something in the uh, chemistry and what's happening there that I'm not quite getting. Um, there's a way to make it better, and I don't. There's there's something to do, to do there. There we go. We'll update on that next time. Yeah. Uh, definitely something to keep uh, trying to get better. I mean, we we make good iced coffee, but yeah. you always want it to be better. There's always. I mean, every iced coffee that you make, not you. I just mean in general, like you make people yeah, my- um, is it, it pretty much all has this very similar flavor undertone uh, and it's not like and then it's the iced coffee flavors on top like the the notes come out on top of that like oh this is iced coffee mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sure that's probably just because it's cold that mm-hmm. they all taste the same yeah but <laughs> like when they're hot there's very obvious differences. It's not like, oh, yeah. this tastes exactly like that one all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there's very different. different. So, I mean, I love iced coffee, um, but you're definitely right that there's something that would probably make it more unique or stand out better or dr- extract the... Anyway, so back to our roasting. Oh, roasting. Yes. Real roast, roast, roasting. Um, and so that Colombia, I roasted some Colombia last night and the Rwanda, and I think both. So I decided to go a little darker. I'm using that Baymore 1600 Plus or Bmore, however you say it. It's every time with that machine after I'm done roasting, there's this specific flavor that I taste. And I, I'm not sure if it is the machine or if it is how I'm roasting, or if it is, it can't be the beans because I've tried so many different beans, but there's like this really specific flavor, but it doesn't make sense because it's just a bunch of heat in a drum. So like how the machine can't impart a flavor, right? Somebody email us and tell me how crazy I am, please. (laughs) We still gotta learn that. Yeah, no, there's like this, this flavor, anyways. And I think, I tried a little bit. Obviously, it's crazy gassy today, but just a lot of different coffees on there. Trying to make sure the age, like I'm roasting them within a certain time period, so that because I guess the humidity it'll dry out the bean, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes over, um, with the amount of humidity that you have in it, it's only supposed to be around 10%, so it doesn't mold. And then you've got to like get a bunch of that moisture out, and so. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not quite, I'm just trying to learn. I'm, I'm like reading a bunch of stuff before I roasted last night. I looked up the region. I looked out like what was the, what's the region known for? What's it known as tasting like? And if it's like, okay, these are more earthy da da da, and I have a washed coffee. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try going a little darker and hope that it bring like it comes out. Cause I don't think that that machine does light roast very well. And so I, I'm trying to avoid, because when, when I go too light, that vegetal, which is a funky word, the that flavor where it's like wheatgrass, that underdeveloped wheatgrass flavor comes out a lot when I go light. And so I'm trying to figure out the line 
between there, but the machine cools down so slowly, you've got to be predicting, you know, where is it going to be in 20 seconds? And so if you're hitting first crack and then you're hitting cool right then, you'll lose it. Mm. Like it won't develop all the way. But if you go 50 seconds and then you hit cool, is that too far? And should you be heating up that entire 50 seconds or you should be barely cooling down and then hit cool or, you know I mean? There's so many different variables. Yeah, that's what make roast. I mean, especially with the Baymore, it's not like you have that much control over everything. You do. You have control over some things, but it's not like you can chart out where you want it to go and, you know, this temperature here and slam the temperature up real fast here. It, you know, it climbs at a specific rate. That's just how it works. So, I mean, all of that stuff is a variable to the success of your roast as far as being able to come up with something that's super quality. And like, we're able to hit it randomly where it's like, okay, this is a good one. This one tastes good. This one tastes good. And then, you know, like these five were okay. And then it'll be that anomaly that happens a lot of times when you're learning to do a Chemex kind of a thing where it's like, you just slam it and you can never make it again. Yeah. And I think part of it is that, that whole thing that we learned from Steve Cuevas, the, the window, like sometimes the bean is just so high quality that I can't screw it up. It's just that good. And so that's, I'm, I'm trying when I'm like buying them and I'm looking at them and looking at reviews and try, I'm trying to source beans that are so good that I can't help but make them taste good. And so far my success rate is about the same as my high school grades. So yeah, that's definitely something that we'll need to improve on and that we'll be practicing and trying to get get right going forward. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Absolutely. All right, so we got a show coming up pretty soon. And by a show, we don't mean like another interview that's going to be on this podcast. Um, we do, you know, we have our own little well, cold brew. We have one of those too. But... We do have one of those coming <laughs> up as well. You're right. We have a little cold brew business um, and... So we're going to be at Higher Grounds, May 12th, mm-hmm. Higher Grounds Coffee House, and we're going to be serving up the brew, the cold brew, that is. The cold brew, not the hot stuff. Philip and I will both be there. Probably some of our friends will be there with us. We're all just going to be hanging out, drinking delicious cold brew. They, that's the coffee shop right there, so you can go into the coffee shop if you want anything else. There's going to be other vendors. like. Yeah, so of- I mean, if you're, you know, Redland, San Bernardino, I.E., come visit us, May 12th. San Diego. San Diego. Guatemala. That's pretty I mean, far. Just fly in. Uh, that would be dedication right there. Um, <laughs> May 12th. What time is it at? Do you know what time? I believe it's from 9 to 3. 9 to 3. All right. Yeah. So come join us. What was the plan? We're going to do two cold brews, and you can buy it from us, or what, what were you thinking? We're, you want to so, sample it out? So what we're thinking right now is we're going to have – Two cold brews that you can try side by side so you can taste the difference in the brew based on solely on the region. You know, we don't we don't add any. We're going to try something funky for one of them. Do some mocktail or something. We're going to do two different kinds of cold brew. One of them possibly infused with the apple where we actually brew it with the apple. That would be cool. So that just to try that different flavor out. Yeah. Or we can just keep it pure and then you can have a side-by-side comparison of the of the cold brews decide which one you like and then bottles will be available. They're 4 bucks a bottle or $6 for a not $6. $20 for a six pack and those will be available as well 
hopefully, unless something horrific happens. And then we'll be recording an episode of Specialty Coffee Talk Live, which will also be spectacular. Yes. And just hanging out, drinking good coffee. Having a good time. Having a great time. So that's coming up. Um, it's up in Crestline, California, 92325. Uh, Higher Grounds Coffee House. There you go. Uh, and then what will be coming out on this podcast here is going to be one of the most fun interviews we've ever done. I know we say that every time, but this was very fun. This one was amazing. So uh, we've we've known Austin and Tim... Uh, for a couple years now and they've always been really cool and they never like needed to be they just are like they're, they're cool just guys. very nice yeah they're just cool dudes yeah and so um yeah we're gonna have an interview with augies you guys guys the main if you've listened to the show at all you know about them now you know, yeah you know you because know we say them. so much about their coffee shop and the quality of the coffee that they roast um so they're going to be on the show. We're really excited about it. And it's going to be awesome. And we're going to try something new with the release of the episode. It's going to be a two-part episode because um, the conversation we had with them did last about an hour and a half. Um, with editing, we'll probably trim it down to about an, a little over an hour for both parts. Split that into two parts. We're going to release both parts the same day so that if you want to binge listen, that is up to you. And uh, you have the option to listen all at once or not. And we're going to start trying to do that more often so that you can you don't have to wait for the episode for weeks and weeks when, when I don't quite make the time to edit, um, which is not always the easiest thing. So sometimes it'll just work out a lot better in a month if we know, hey, what we're gonna what we're thinking about trying to do, and if you guys could give us feedback, that would be fantastic. Specialtycoffeetalk at gmail.com or Instagram specialtycoffeetalk. Give us some feedback. Would it be really cool to have all four episodes for a month available all at once at the beginning of the month? Would that be cool? I know some people are like, no, I, it has to be released a certain day of the month every week. Mm. Um, and I get that. That's how TV shows have been for a long time. But I also know like we live in kind of a Netflix world now where they release entire seasons at one time. Yeah. So you just boom, like listen to the whole thing if you want, or you don't, you can space it out if you want. And so we think you as the listener, if you're taking the time to listen, we really appreciate you. And just to like respect your time even more to make everything available right up front sounds like a really cool idea. Yeah. So we're going to look into that. Um, we'd love to hear what you have to say about it and to see if you would be into that. Um, if you have a different idea, if your idea is something completely different, we'd love to hear about that. Always down to talk with you uh, through email. I got an email the other day from a guy um, who lives in Chicago. So that oh. was cool. He was talking to us. Coast um, to coast. That was really or... fun. <laughs> coast to lake. Coast to lake. So that was really cool. Um, and... Yeah, we really want to hear from you uh, on Instagram or on the email. So, Specialty Coffee Talk Instagram or uh, SpecialtyCoffeeTalk at gmail.com. So, I live up here in the mountains and I've been trying to figure out um, the best way to brew coffee. I've been doing, I've been brewing coffee up here for a while. It's very hit and miss. Mm. 
uh, with consistency. But why, Philip? Why is it hit and miss? Well, um, at different altitudes, there's different atmospheric pressure, and all of that is affecting the way that the bean is, uh, or the water is extracting um, the TDS from the bean, total dissolved solid, sorry. As you're pouring the water over, you know, the, the water is going into all those tiny miniature channels inside of the grounded coffee, and it's working its way through and dissolving all of that stuff. And at altitude, it has a harder time doing that based on just the atmospheric pressure changing, like um, where the boiling point of water is. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different things that go into it. And so I'm trying to learn more about that so I can figure out like a, a good way to recommend brewing at a higher altitude. Because right now it's very hit and miss, like I said. So I'm you know, still figuring that out. And we haven't found a ton of information on that, but it totally makes sense. One of the coffee shops that I actually really love up near Mammoth Lakes, which is in California as well, Black Velvet Coffee Roasters, and they're delicious. They do a great job, a little specialty coffee shop just outside of Mammoth. And when I was looking at their recipes, I remember because I was, I mean, I was, this was two years ago, I was just getting into it. And they were brewing at 198 uh, water temp. And I thought, wow, that's like really low. And that's, most people do 205 where I, where I live. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. And I never considered the altitude. And so having, because I know we've looked for resources as far as understanding altitude and its effects on coffee and extraction. There's not very much. So if we could figure something out, that would be super helpful. Because the stuff that I've seen when I've been looking it up on the internet or whatever, it's like, oh, yeah, brewing coffee at altitude's hard. And then they're like, well, if you do espresso, it's not that big a deal because inside of, you know, when the espresso is brewing, it has its own bars of pressure, so it doesn't change the way it's it's going to brew. And you're like, okay. That makes sense. But I'm not doing espresso. I want to do a pour over. I don't care about espresso. I want to do a pour over. I want to do drip, but it changes that. Yeah. Also, can we talk a little bit about if you guys want to hear – like lecture type coffee things, which I realize is only really super nerdy, geeky coffee people. There's two that I found that I was very excited to listen to. The other ones I was like, eh. It didn't turn out as much as you thought it would. Or it was like not necessarily something that I care about. Or the most value was, I mean, not to be critical of their presentation, but the most value I got out of a couple of them was in the Q&A section rather than in the actual presentation. Right. So there's these uh, podcasts that we've been able to listen to. Um, it's the uh, Specialty Coffee Association of America. Is that what it's called? The it SCAA. Is, right? The SCAA podcast. And they have lectures on there. Um, and there's two that I can highly recommend. The other ones I wasn't as interested in personally mm-hmm. and I didn't really care about. But there's two um, that I really, really uh, was excited to listen to. And uh, one of them is uh, the a green buyer um, uh, po- lecture by these two guys who are green buyers or who were green buyers and now they import. Um, but they were talking, uh, they go really far in depth and they give you a really cool insight into what happens as far as like getting coffee to the U.S. and uh, selling it to someone who's buying it at a coffee shop for their you know year-round um uh, roasting and everything. So that was really interesting. It also made me really want to become a green buyer someday. Oh. That would be really cool. Uh, so Phillip's there's that one. And then there's set. the other one 
um, that had some really good nuggets of information was um, coffee physics. Yeah, and that one there was some there's really some really good interesting parts in it. Parts in it. Yeah, that wow, that yeah, that I just hadn't considered. The really I thought the I thought it was pretty fascinating. The temperature we should try that today when we do that Burundi, um, put it in the freezer real quick and then take it on. But the the keeping the overall temperature of your beans at a lower to keep the make sure the burrs of your grinder don't heat up and and mess with the. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of really cool little information in those two podcasts. I would highly recommend those those two lectures. They are definitely worth checking out. And so there's some other shows. If you want to DM us, and we'll uh, point you in the right direction. We this show this show is all about making coffee as simple and easy to understand because coffee's really cool. If we can help communicate that and make it more understandable, more fun for like a couple people, that's, I mean, that's, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. So let there be no doubt. If you guys have any questions, if there's an issue that you'd like tackled, we would love to talk about it. We're not the most technically sad, but we're, we're so interested. We'll go research it and find the answers for you. Absolutely. So hit us up. Specialty coffee talk at gmail.com. Well, until next time, my friends, uh, have a cup of coffee, take a sip and smile and join us next time for another conversation. Also, don't forget the next conversation you will hear two part episode with Augie's, both parts released the same day. That'll be available very soon, within the next 10 days-ish. Bye.